This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Squire Radio on Boat. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Good evening to you, sir. How you doing? Yeah, man. I'm good. Happy Memorial Day to Happy you. Happy Memorial uh, Day to you yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you get into anything uh, this uh, this long weekend here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, we uh, my family, uh, we were off last week. Uh, we were at the beach. Dude, happy birthday. Oh, and, and it was my birthday as well. Yeah, yeah thank well, you. Thank you very much. What, 35? Uh, 34? 34. 34? Yeah, no, yeah. Own it, man. <laughs> own it. Own it. You look good for 34. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good. No, I, uh, yeah. You, you, look, you look like a strapping 32. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's interesting because you know i'm so bad with with numbers names math just everything really but uh but i actually thought for two years that i was like when i was when i turned 32 i thought i had turned 33 yeah and so when i turned 33 i thought i was turning 34 but then found out no i was actually 33 you're actually 33 and so becoming 34 i thought i actually became 34 last year so i do feel like i both lost and gained a year man you're a wreck Golly, it's, it's a it's a mess. Well, d- yes. I didn't know dementia could set in that early, but that no, I I, I understand. <laughs> no, you know, I I, I turned thirty four in uh in January, mm. I guess, and so um you know, and, and we're just all getting old, man. Yeah, it's kind of you know my back's not working the way it used to. I can't can't yeah. have as many beers as I used to. Can't stay up as late as I used to. I just well, you, you know, can. You just have to pay for it. You, well, you pay for it, and you know, you get angry at the kids and their skateboards and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just, yeah, you feel like a bitter old man. Kick you know, the dog and such. Yeah, yeah. No, man, but we were at the beach. <laughs> We were at the beach trying to uh, to, to to have a, a good time, and uh, man, it was it was awesome. But I, I should mention this because the live show, I'm sure, is is already commenting or, or at least thinking it. Yes, in fact, my beard is. Uh, temper- yeah, what what'd you do with it? You know, it, right, it went it went away. I have a whole process. Whenever I go to the beach, I always shave off completely. Okay. Uh, for two reasons. One is because you know uneven, you know, bearding and so everything. What, what we're what looking at now is probably about a week's worth this of growth. This is a week's worth of growth. Okay. A right. little bit less than uh but, yeah. but about a, be- a week's solid. worth of growth. Yeah. And uh and so yeah, and the other thing of course is that I I really um I hate sand just in general like getting in my hair and so I don't want it on my face in my beard. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, so you so you don't want the sand in your next to your face and your beard so you get rid of the beard so it can't attract can't the, collect the, the 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 sand yeah you you don't have the the flavor saver which which you want but but it's no good when you know when the flavor is sand when the flavor is sand right <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> what about well, you man man you? no that's great you know we had a uh, had a good weekend uh, man the the wife and I went up to Memphis and uh, had a good weekend oh, there yeah. uh, went and went and did some uh, shopping around and a little bit of sightseeing and things like that ate some barbecue that was good and. Did, uh, did you happen? To, did you happen to visit the um, uh, the the t- uh, tobacco store that's downtown at all? Uh, uh, did not. No. Okay. No. Not. Uh, it's wh- part of. It's part of the chain. The one that everybody knows. Oh, the Tinderbox. T- Tinderbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's one now on um, on Poplar up there too. Um, I think that, that's, that's been there, if I'm not mistaken. And may- maybe it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's close to. Um, uh, kind of close. It's on. It's on Poplar out towards. Uh, you know, on, like on your way towards. Uh, 240 and all that but um yeah anyway memphis is a cool town man i really really hope uh you know folks if you're in the south and hadn't made a chance to to swing through memphis man go down in town and check out you know beale street and second street and all that nightlife and everything it's a it's a lot of fun um you know maybe maybe we had a good time we went to ikea too you know yeah of course you went to ikea (laughs) i don't i don't get the ikea like so what is the appeal of ikea you know 
that's a good question because we actually didn't buy anything. Right. We we went and we. But your relationship was intact when you were all said and done. So no, it was, and good. and we went to we we ate Swedish meatballs or, or I did, and uh, it, it was worth it. I, I was glad For the we, meatballs. I was glad we went to IKEA. I was glad. I, I felt better after leaving IKEA. I, be, I felt like a better person. But we didn't we didn't buy anything. Okay. All right. That's good. And maybe that's part of feeling like a better person is when you go to IKEA and you don't buy anything. Hey, look. Props for the balls, man. If they tasted good, then more power to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know that you actually could get meatballs. At, uh, I didn't know you could get Swedish meatballs. meatballs I didn't man. know that was a thing. Yeah, they, they, they play up the Swedish stuff. You All know? right. Yeah. Bork, 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 bork. Right. And we've lost our <laughs> Swedish audience. Well, man, we've got, uh, we got you know, aside from everything that's going on in our personal lives, which is probably way too much the more that everybody wanted to hear, uh, what about the shop, man? What's been going on here in the local line? Golly, man, it is just so crazy right now. We are... Um, of course, as everyone knows, getting geared up for uh, the big move here, which mm. is happening, and uh, we probably we think it's just a little over a month. We're not positive about that yet because they've got quite a bit of ways to go on the on the new unit next door. But um, yeah, so man, getting geared up for that, trying to uh, figure out you know what things we need to get rid of, what things we need to clear out. Uh, you know, I've been telling folks regularly we're 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 we're, we're taking this old dusty pipe shop with us. You know, it's it's not going to be a new fancy shop. So I've got to I've got to figure out every how I can get every little speck of dirt. And grind <laughs> and 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 crushed up tobacco off the floor and yeah. transport it over to the uh to the new location over there so uh <laughs> man we're just uh yeah we're, we're really excited man some some sad uh, and you know kind of uh, bittersweet news this week um caleb the intern is leaving dude okay so i leave he, for one week what he happened is, he is leaving man he just uh we this has been in the works for a while and uh you know we we didn't want to announce it too early but it's one of those things that uh, man, you know, he knew it, it, things were getting closer to him needing to ramp up at school. You know, Caleb, he's in his 20s. He, you know, he's got uh, older than the typical college student, but he's kind of getting ready to, newly to finish up, you know, newly married. And he's like, man, I just really need to focus on on school a little more. So they're in a position to be able to do that. I mean, we, we hate that uh, Caleb's leaving us, but this man. Wednesday will actually be his uh, his last day here. And uh, man, oh, Ca- man. Caleb, Caleb, the intern, tobacconist in his own right, uh, man, a fantastic um, you know, just part of our squire community, such an accomplished blender, even at a young age, and and even for only uh, having done this for a couple of years, and um, man, it, it, he's his shoes are just uh, are going to be big to fill, and uh, and and we we we're, we're sad about it. We we hate to see him go. We're excited about his future, and uh, you know, glad he's going to finish up his degree and all that stuff. But you know, as as far as someone taking. Uh, taken, you know, on pipes and pipe tobacco uh, at a very young age, very aggressively, uh, very enthusiastically, uh, and just just turning it into um, into gold. He, he's going to be sorely, sorely missed. Man, yep. Well, well, not to uh, not to bury the lead, so to speak, uh, given what we'll be talking about. But yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, he's responsible for a couple of different blends here. No, that's right. Uh, you know, yeah. What what tobacco legacy does he leave here at the? At the well, squire? you know, quite a few, and of course, uh, a couple of his blends were had to be prematurely retired because uh, the you know the leaf has been hard to get uh, a hold of on a couple of those uh, right, different right, yeah. tobaccos but still to this day we've got blends uh, that he you know has come up with like tobacco du chocolat uh, northwest trek shepherd's pie uh you know so, oh, yeah. some of our really good sellers right now that uh, have become really popular others that we've had to retire uh, but hope hope to bring back one day things like lowland pine gosh we, he was really close to wooster which was uh which was really 
gaining some traction there. Um, Lowland Pine was kind of his breakout, right? That was his if first one. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of his first his first foray into into custom blending. So, so if, if yeah. you're if you're able to bring it back, I mean, you know, you think he'll come back to to bless it as as it were? You know, I I, I would hope so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like anything we do on, with those names, it's got to uh, it, it's got to meet Caleb's approval. You I know? like but, that. Yeah. But I I love he's so um he's so talented. He doesn't he he refuses to get boxed in when it comes to different kinds of tobaccos. So you know if if he's uh, if he sees this tobacco over here and it doesn't normally go with this kind of tobacco over here as far as a blending uh, component, he's not afraid to try it out, you know, mm. and uh, and that's that's inspiring to me. I've, I've learned a lot and uh, been really encouraged by Caleb. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we, anyway, we, uh, we hate to see him go, but uh, man, he is—he's uh, been a been a joy, and of course, he'll still be around the squire quite a bit, uh, probably running away from his studies occasionally. So, yeah. So it sounds like there's an internship position open uh, here at uh, Country Squire Radio. Maybe not the squire, but at Country Squire Radio. Yeah, that's right. We'll yeah. have to we'll have to figure out who who that's going to be. Yeah, no, figure that. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Well, the great thing, of course, is that our family is growing. In fact, we actually have a new club member for the international oh, dude. Country Squire Radio Pipe. Yeah, club. how about that, Commodore Perry? Dude, Commodore Perry. Commodore, I, you, that's, what a strong name that's a name you can't intentionally mispronounce like i feel like if you if you if you tell if you did commodore, you'd be during doing dessert he might come kick your tail that's what i'm saying right like Dude, i'm commodore perry it, surely that's a nickname right? at, at the pilgrim level uh commodore it, joins it, us sure, surely that's a nickname i mean I, I, maybe it's not i don't know maybe his maybe his uh his baptized name is commodore perry I, i'll say this i, I, mean, I hope i hope so if hope it's so. a nickname clearly it's because it's deserved and if it's not then i would hesitate i would not want to tell him his name is a nickname and it, you know what i mean like no, that's true you just you just gotta let it let it play out all right so let's just thank commodore perry thank you, commodore. For, for joining at the uh pilgrim level <laughs> our uh, our international uh country square radio pipe club and uh and man you, you can join commodore perry uh if you go to patreon.com slash country square radio and uh of course help us out that is a big reason how we get to do this every single week i feel like commodore perry should be like a title unto itself you know you've been uh, commodore perry john david cole surely like, he's got like a big hat right that goes that, that he wears regularly should make a big hat with send with, it to with him. Mother, uh, maybe a feather we could make him out of those uh like, with, with pipes a, and a tobacco leaf oh yeah <laughs> make up the tobacco pope <laughs> And it'd be fine because you're ordaining. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've got an awesome, awesome show uh, tonight. For uh, you know, we, we mentioned this, uh, I think, last week, on, on last week's episode, how we were kind of recording as news was changing, as kind no, of the right. industry was being uh, seismically impacted. That's right. And, uh, and you know, it, it's good to kind of start off, I think, this particular episode you know, now that we're 10 minutes in, by stating, you know, that <laughs> we are, you know, as, as a show, you know, we've been at this for, for several years. And one of the reasons why uh, we're able to bring you uh, content on a weekly basis without fail around tobacco, around the uh, pipes, around the industry is because a lot of times we're, we kind of try to, to keep things as timeless as possible uh, and really kind of talk about, you know, things that are kind of relevant to the culture, to the art, uh, to practices, that sort of thing. That's dive, true. That's a good point. Buck. Kind of almost into the lore of pipe tobacco at every single level. As you like to say, the um, meta narrative. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so you know, but on occasion, and more often recently than not, uh, there have been some pretty seismic impacts to the industry that we would be doing y'all a disservice if we didn't take a moment to kind of talk about them. And to some extent, this kind of uh, is almost an episode you could say that all other episodes related to this topic has been kind of building towards yeah, to some extent. That's fair. And yeah. what we're talking about is the uh, official FDA regulations that came out as of last, I guess, two weeks at this point. Well, okay. So so obviously we know the FDA, um, you know, they. Uh, this has been kind of an ongoing thing. What what actually happened is uh, our trade organizations that, that uh, you know, 
defend and fight for, uh, you know, pipe shops, cigar shops, tobacco blenders, uh, pipe makers, uh, things of that nature. They filed a lawsuit against the FDA, and that that lawsuit judgment, uh, the initial uh, you know legal battle in court over that, has uh, come down, and it, it actually came down two weeks ago, uh, I guess, uh, as we were or right before we were recording right, one of our episodes, right, yeah. right while we were uh, pre-recording episodes because we were about to be going you know, out of town a little bit, <laughs> yeah, and, and unavailable, and we we're like, oh crap, we got to talk about this, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, lot, lots going on in the pipe industry. Let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about. Uh, just where where some of this comes from. So, um, of course, you know, we all have discussed, uh, you know, ad infinitum, the amount of FDA regulations that have come down and how those have affected the um, the pipe industry, uh, tobacco blenders, pipe makers, uh, artisan tobacconists like us. Um, you know, everyone uh, in in the game, and then obviously folks that are you know related as as cousins, like our cigar uh, friends and and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, you know, th- this has been like you said, you said it well. It's building up to this point. Mm. Uh, all these regulations came out; they were really um, you know uh, difficult for us to get our hands around. A lot of them were very uh, ill defined. How does the pipe making and the uh, tobacco blending and the tobacco processing industry? How do we cope with this? How do we um, you know, how do we pivot? We, you know, it, what, what, what does the FDA even want? Uh, you know, they say they want these things, but what do these things even mean? Because <laughs> they're ill-defined. And so um, it was just a big uproar there for a while. And so um, so eventually what happened, of course, we had our trade organizations that just like any, um, any industry, you know, you've got kind of your uh, industry groups that help, you know, sponsor and, and lobby for your interests on, uh, you know, whatever whatever level. And, uh, and with us in particular, uh, the IPCPR, uh, which the Squire is a member of, um, it's the International Pi- International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. Uh, and of course, our industry would have something that convoluted uh, I mean, to, to, uh, to, to, to call our, our trade group. Any, but, uh, any lobbyist group is going to have some sort of acronym. No, it, it is. <laughs> it, it, it is, right? Right. I mean, right. You, you know, that's part of it. So, uh, but anyway, they've, they've been around a long time and um, you know, and, and there's some really talented people there that are dedicated to our our industry. And so the IPCPR, they joined with the Cigar Rights of America, uh, which we're also a member uh, of here at the Squire, and, w- and would uh, suggest that you check out because they do a lot of work uh, similar, uh, but on, on the um, on the cigar side. Is it fair just kind of for some context? I mean, like yeah. the, the cigar group is is a bit like they got a bit more muscle to throw around well and they they do you know what 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 i was so encouraged about by this lawsuit and how these guys joined together is that they did not leave the pipe guys out right you know you've got you know if you're a cigar guy and some of our listeners are uh you know they know big names like rocky patel uh you know that are involved in this kind of thing uh nick perdomo who uh owns his uh, perdomo cigars you know these are these are names of uh, cigar makers but they they also are incredibly active in promoting and defending our our you know our trade and so they they were very intent and and at a very early age when they partnered with ipcpr uh decided to include all the pipe related stuff into their lawsuit and so that was very encouraging to us we felt uh we felt very um advocated for in in that and not looked over which was really good of course uh you know 30 or 40 years ago certainly uh it would have been the other way around around, it it would have been the other you know if 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 a lawsuit like this would have been filed 40 years ago that it would have been the pipe industry uh, that would have been doing that, and we would have said, "Oh, you know, cigar guys, you're you're a small fledgling industry. We'll 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 try to do some things that'll help you along." And um, man, obviously, just the way the markets changed, and that's um, you know, that's how it is today. So, 
we were very glad to to be included in a lot of this. And so those guys, uh, along with the Cigar Association of America, uh, you know, they were basically, you know, uh, lobbying a federal court to uh, give us an injunction, uh, some clarification, but also some relief uh, due to these uh, these things. So just just a just a thirty thousand foot view of what happened. Um, you know, basically they. They were asking for a, a, a few certain things to happen in this, uh, with this ruling. They were asking for that the law, uh, w- the the law, the way it was written, it didn't give the FDA the authority to regulate cigars and pipe tobacco the way that they wound up doing it, basically. And so that that was one of the tenets of the lawsuit. We, you know, the, we're, we're suing the government because we think you you've done something that you weren't intended to do by this law. Right. Uh, another thing was the, uh, you know, option where they, this is more cigar related, but they, uh, the, they chose, the FDA chose to uh, not, uh, to, to basically say every cigar over $10 is, um, is going to be subject to the same uh, standards that a cigarette would be, uh, you know, done, oh, done to at all. In, in so, terms of branding as so well? That's right. Mm. And so everything completely different. Like you think about uh, all the beautiful cigar boxes that are uh, so historic and a part of our culture and, uh, you know, just, um, you know, collections and things like that. I'm so eyeing yours right now. That, I'm like, I'm I, I, I know, I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, you may want to snatch them up before the end of the episode here. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and along with that, large warning labels, things, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the taking up, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 percent of the outside of a uh, of a beautiful handmade wooden cigar box, things of that nature, um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, why? It seems like a weird the price factor. Like, why would the price even be? Part of that. Well, I, I think what they were trying to do is is determine, okay, at what point do cigars become not a everyday kind of cigarette substitute, but more of a hobbyist thing? Well, wouldn't the more expensive so, be like more the quote unquote fine? Yeah, I, it, well, right. I think I think the idea is there is that people were maybe using uh, in in the governments. Uh, this again, we're thinking like bureaucrats. So from their standpoint, right, right, right. you know, if you've got a two dollar cigar. You know, the, the they may have uh, regulated that more than a ten dollar cigar because a two dollar cigar would have at least been uh, something more accessible to the market, more accessible perhaps to lower income people, younger gotcha. people. Okay, so I think I, I think, think I think I misunderstood what you thing, said the first things time like around. that. Yeah. So so the idea they basically chose to throw in all the ten dollar cigars as well with this, and so uh, and when I say ten dollar cigars, I mean we've got. You know, most cigars on the market are kind of between that, uh, you know, six to twelve, at least in premium uh, tobacco shops. And then, gotcha. of course, uh, you know, cigars. You can pay as much uh, as you want to for a cigar as you can a pipe. You know, they're same same kind of thing. Pipes are anywhere from uh, a nickel to you know five thousand dollars, and and cigars are, are all over the map as well. And so, um, and so that was the idea. So that that was one of the tenets of this uh, this lawsuit. Also, that those large warning labels would have been. Uh, considered unconstitutional, uh, which, of course, they were arguing. Also, um, one of the stipulations, of course, was that what we do here in shops like the Country Squire was wrongly interpreted to being considered manufacturing. And so, you know, if, if you're watching live tonight, right uh, here to my my right, your your left, of course, is our uh, infamous scale, the scale that's been here for 40 years. I'll hold the pan up so you can see. A- every ounce of tobacco that you ever order from the Country Squire goes through this pan. <laughs> and <laughs> the, always the, has. And, and, and always has. And and for, for all I can tell, always will. And it's just one of those um, things, this ancient scale, taking a leaf that uh, is already on the market, combining it to make our own custom blend. 
Netherlands, uh, they were going to consider that basically uh, manufacturing, just like they might consider manufacturing um, a, a billion cigarettes manufacturing. That And so the same stipulations, same regulations, same uh, process and all that. And then finally, um, the the lawsuit they that the one other thing that they wanted to seek clarification on was are pipes considered a tobacco product? Okay, so so pipes themselves are pipes themselves the actual wooden briar pipe right. is is that a tobacco product? The way that the FDA uh, said that it was, and so of our friends in the four twenty crowd would say no, they're, they're right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they would, but also you know a lot of artisan pipe manufacturers that would um, definitely. No. It would definitely say no, <laughs> as well as some of our favorite uh, large brands. You know, think of the folks at uh, Savinelli and Peterson and Stanwell and Nording and everywhere else. Uh, you know, th- th- this uh, no tobacco was used at all in in, uh, in in making a briar pipe. But but anyway, so that those were all the things in question uh, in the lawsuit. And then the um, of course the the judge came out, and this, this is where the news comes from. Is the judge came out and basically gave our industry a um, a loss on every single one of these points except for one, and we'll get to that uh, shortly. You know, basically, they've upheld that. Uh, you know, the FDA did have the uh, did have the right to you know uh, regulate us, just like uh, the cigarette industry goes, uh, as well as the and vape, us, the vape industry, pipes, pipes, uh, pipe, pipes, and pipe tobacco, okay. and as, as well as cigars. They also came out and said um, that no, you know, they can do it however they want. If they want to include uh, premium cigars into this deal, even with the two dollar cigars, oh. that's that's their their right to do that. Uh, the warning labels they. Uh, considered to not be a uh, constitutional violation of our uh, freedom of speech, uh, which, uh, you know, of course, was was really disappointing. And and, and then the, the one that uh, is probably the most absurd um, from where we stand is, is that they considered, um, they let the FDA continue to consider a wooden briar pipe to be a tobacco product and so so they're still figuring out okay how, how are they going to do this right like how, how do you you know let's, let's say you're savinelli and you're coming out with a new shape like how do you send a a wooden briar pipe to be tested by a bureaucrat smoke this like, no, like, no no don't smoke it Smoke it, smoke it. Yeah, so smoke like, and, and I want you to be really right. But but even then, like, what you know? How do you test the pipe as opposed right. to you know? Isn't each thing each different thing you put in the pipe? Is that going to make it different, or is it? Uh, it, I mean, I I just that don't like I don't understand. Those, I, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, how do you? Uh, how do you, um, you know, how do you, how do you regulate what you're wanting to regulate? Well, and then, yeah, even then, you know, okay, so you've got a, let's say you're an eight-year-old boy who, you know, your grandfather just gave you your first pocket knife, and you go out in the backyard and you find a little piece of wood, and you're like, I'm gonna carve a pipe out of this, what you know, constitutes a pipe? you know, and so, and so, if you if you do that and you make a pipe, and and it hasn't been, you know, you're an eight-year-old boy, you just whittled a pipe out of a, you know, a, a reed and a, you know, piece of, I don't know pecan or something you got in your backyard um and, and then you sell that to your buddy for three bucks because you know he thought it was cool did you just break federal regulation you know i mean i it, it's just it blows my mind you know you just got to think about uh kind of the the weight of this stuff and so um you know what, what's interesting of course all these are the points that that the industry lost on um 
But uh, the judge, th- this is what's so interesting about American legal you know, jurisprudence and everything that I don't understand. It frustrates the heck out of all of us. And, um, you know, someone understands it. And I guess there's a reason for it somewhere. But but the, the judge disagreed in his opinion. What was interesting is he disagreed with the FDA's rationale about all these things. And even in his uh, opinion, he said, look, like, I think all this is stupid, but based on how the law is written, I have to rule this way kind of thing. So it was kind of this interesting balancing act by the judge. And the judge was basically saying, look, FDA, I think you're ridiculous. Like, th- none of this makes sense. This is torturous interference with the industry that's, you know, gone out of its way to to cooperate and all this other stuff. But my hands are tied. I have to go with this, how this is written and all this other stuff. So it's, you've got this balancing act. It's very interesting to see this kind of, uh, you know, conflicted judge, you know, trying to grapple with this. But, um, you know, we're disappointed, obviously, in that ruling. Two two positives came out of this thing, okay? Uh, one, uh, it obviously, is that uh, the judge, the, the one thing the judge agreed with uh, with our industry on was that what the Country Squire does and, and other, other artisan blenders all across the country, uh, another one of the big blenders that, uh, you know, it does it on an artisan basis that, um, you know, would would certainly be, uh, you know, greatly, greatly hurt by something like this was uh, L.J. Peretti, of course, in uh, in, in Boston. This is a, an ancient tobacconist, you know, something, uh, you know, their blends have uh, been going around for a long time, but they're not a manufacturer. I mean, they're still a retail tobacconist. This, this tobacco has been being blended in a, a similar environment to ours for uh, much longer than ours. You know, they've got some venerated blends. And so tobacconists like that, what are they doing when you're taking leaf that's been uh, already put on the market and then you're creating a custom blend in a retail environment is that considered manufacturing and of course um thankfully and uh you know we we do thank thank god for this that um you know the the judge came down in favor of the industry on that and and that's so good that's that's a big that's a big win so in layman's terms in layman's terms i can still sell cherokee there you go right (laughs) yeah that, that that's exactly right i can still sell uh shepherd's pie or um Hunting Creek or Blue Ribbon Shepherd's or, Pie. Or Why any, that was uh, just blended a couple of months ago. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh, in in layman's terms, that's exactly right. And so, um, you know, th- those are things that um, you know we. Uh, have been really, uh, really concerned about, obviously, over the past several. It's the lifeblood of the show, it is, and and so <laughs> many other artisan tobacconists. You know, yeah. there, there's a, uh, you know, there's just one more reason that uh, for a lot of uh, shops to to shut this kind of thing down uh, would be this, and and of course we were committed to doing whatever we're going to have to do, you know, but but it. Uh, it, this this makes the road ahead a lot easier, and so uh, that that was that was one of the main major things uh, to come from this. Artisan blenders like uh, like the Country Squire were uh, to some degree saved uh, with, with with this ruling. Um, another thing that came down too, though, um, and this is something that you know we think we are going to get more clarification on in the near future. But uh, an appeal is very um, is very likely. And there's a way forward, the, the way the judge wrote this opinion, uh, he has kind of given some hints as to uh, some more uh, promising arguments. So basically, it'd be kind of like... Uh, It'd be kind of like a, if I'm the teacher and you're the student, Bo, and you got I, I gave you an F on your on your essay that Sounds you just wrote. Right. Yeah. But then you say, you know what, Bo, if you wrote this essay again. And you wrote it like this. I had some teachers like that. Yeah. I'd probably give you an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd probably give you an A. And that's kind of what I graduated the, Spanish. That's kind of what the <laughs> that's how I passed Spanish. Right? That 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 and the bottle of Jack Daniels you gave to your professor. But um, but 
Yeah, she, yeah. she was actually let go of for drinking too much in school. It's all right, we'll talk about something yeah, we'll else. We'll talk about but, something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, you, you know we kind of got there's a there's an opening there that we think uh, can can provide some relief maybe down the road, um, and so and that that that's a positive. Um, and and then also uh, there are other lawsuits out there that are basically picking at different pieces of this uh, regulation. Uh, that we're all hoping will get some traction. Some of them we think are in court uh, environments and and some uh, you know district environments that are more uh, favorable to the to the pipe and tobacco industry uh, than it would be from uh, you know the one that we just uh, suffered this other defeat through. But um, so anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That that's that's where the lay of the land is. I hate to uh, you know again. This is kind of kind of boring. It's one of those things that uh, <laughs> I know, we've you know, talked pe- way too much about. People like people tune in and regulation um, and data and everything else over the last ten episodes has been insane. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that's it. That's it. You know. And it, and it's it's you know that's just kind of. Um, it, but we, it's important. We we hate that we hate that the the pipe enthusiast uh, community has had to start uh, caring about this kind of stuff. But honestly, this you know, look, it's without you know trying to get too political. It's Memorial Day, and and these are these are the types of things that you know our republic was founded on you know how do you uh what's the interaction between uh civilian and government what's the idea of government how does uh how does how do they interact together what's the role of one over the other uh what what uh what constitutes free speech what you know who has the right to do this or that that's that's what that's what america was founded on that's what so many people gave their life to defend um and we uh we hope that you know that uh, what we do going forward as as citizens that uh, that love our country but also love uh, premium uh, pipe tobacco. You know we we want to we want to make sure we honor and, and uphold those things. Yeah. You know, you and know, it's, it's so it's that it's it's tough going forward. It really is. But you know there, there's some there's some silver linings here. I want to point those things out. Like uh, for um you know for us to be able to uh, continue to do what we do for uh, there to be you know hopefully some glimmers of hope on um you know uh, in some other court environments. You know these are these are good things. We can continue to look to that and uh, and continue to fight. No, that's good, man. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the revolutionary aspect of it too. There, uh, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm reminded of Hamilton, which I don't think either one of us have ever seen, but I've listened to that soundtrack so many times. <laughs> and like, if, if for those that are unaware, in, in the first half of that, you know, it, it kind of chronicles uh, Alexander Hamilton's time in the in the Revolutionary War, and so a lot of everything that goes on is all from the battlefield. And then the second half is after the war is won, like the war is won, and the second half is all about kind of the establishment of the American government. And so, like, yeah. Literally yeah, yeah. what was like the intense battlefield, you know, uh, mantras and sounds and everything now go into the courtrooms of kind of the discussions and the debates and everything that's happening. And somehow it becomes more fascinating than the actual battlefield itself. <laughs> to some extent, I, I mean, know, right? The, 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 the crazy convoluted legal system that we that we have is kind of based off this idea that we're solving our problems based, you know, on discussions and instead of, you know, going out back and, and taking 10 paces and shooting each other, which also happened in Hamilton three times. No, that's, that right, that's right. That's yeah, right. And, yeah. yeah. Aaron Burr. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot going on. You know, we um, are our, our constitutional rights have come to our front door. They've, they've come to the front door of, of pipe enthusiasm, of pipe smoking and tobacco blending and artisan pipe making. And so um, and so this is what we find ourselves talking about. But um, but anyway, we'll continue to talk. We'll continue to fight and we'll continue to uh, to enjoy our uh, cube cut burly from Peter Stokeby <laughs> and our uh, Ronaldo handmade uh, YY grade uh, Italian 
Briar. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, definitely thankful that the uh, Country Squire and, and similar uh, pipe stores are able to, you know, continue to, continue to blend, blend. Uh, yeah, custom blend uh, pipe tobacco for... Um, Without for, fear of being shut down for the foreseeable future. That's right. One other that's question right. that I had about this. Does this have any uh, uh, impact on the two-bit hit? Or is the two-bit hit still in effect? As far as I know, the two-bit hit is still in effect. Okay. Of course, what Bo is uh, referring to here is, of course, the the inability now for uh, people to uh, give away free samples of pipe tobacco. And, and so the idea where you go into a, a tobacco uh, store or something and they're like, hey, you want to try that? Okay, yeah, get you a little bowl, see if you like it. And then, you know, as long as you're of age, obviously, and, you know, legal to purchase something like this, then, uh, you know, yeah, try it out, and, you know, before you buy whatever, and that, that uh, that's considered uh, illegal, I guess. And, and as far as I know, this uh, ruling that came down uh, did not change that at all. So uh, it still would be uh, you know, is something that you would have to pay for. Hence the idea of two-bit two hit. Bit hit. Yeah, we kind of coined that, but it's one of those things like, yeah, you, I, I can't remember listener, if we coined it or not. Maybe a listener that. did. I, I can't that. remember, but you come in, you know, here's here's two bits. Let me uh, let me try your pipe tobacco. And so uh, that's the uh, that's the idea. Anyway, uh, a lot of a lot of interesting things um, happening right now, but we're going to continue to um, to blend and uh, to smoke and to enjoy and to promote. All yep. right, man. And all that. Well, hey, speaking of promotion, we've got uh, some great pipes we want to promote this uh, episode. And, of course, I'm talking about the great pipes from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Of course, they have such a great variety, and there's so many uh, awesome pipe tobaccos that are out, both new and old, that uh, folks want to try. And, of course, uh, there's no greater pipe to try them in than your clean, uh, brand-new Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, of course, they're all so uh, good, good to go after because they're inexpensive, uh, really accessible uh, from any standpoint. The variety is incredible. Of course, you've got large bowls uh, and small, short and long stems, uh, just a variety of finishes to to meet, uh, you know, your kind of uh, country look, if that's something you want to do uh, more of a, you know, Farmer John, or if you're going for something a little more sophisticated, uh, you know, there's there's uh, things all over the map that they have uh, in their lineup. And so uh, we're, we're proud supporters of uh, of Missouri Meerschaum and uh, just such a great American tradition. And, uh, and we think what they're doing are great. You, you, you said from Farmer John to sophisticated? Yeah. We're going to get some farmer feedback on that comment they can right be now. both there, yeah there far, far, farmer john <laughs> farmer john it sometimes is sophisticated you know it's just, it depends on if he's putting on his uh you know his overalls or if he's uh going to the country club that night yeah, that's true yeah that's true and yeah. more props to you if you put on your overalls to go to the country club and if you do they we might hope be, you bring a they Missouri might be, Meerschaum pipe along with you. no they, they might be your dress overalls <laughs> you know and, and and if they are then you probably got that pocket just for your uh just for your Missouri Meerschaum tell you what let's do this <laughs> this week if you happen to be smoking your Missouri uh, Meerschaum pipe throw on your overalls as well tweet us a picture of that we would love to see it and we'd love to retweet that it's a great we way certainly would to let the good folks at missouri meerschaum know that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week comes in from Gregory Caesar. Says uh, He said, question for the show. He says, my question is regards to the negativity in some circles regarding Chinese-made briar pipes. I own mm. quite a few HS studio pipes and enjoy them all. Most are not traditional shape pipes, and some are traditional shape, but I've never had a problem with any of them. No matter where I smoke one or post a picture on social media... In the pipe groups I belong to, I get great compliments until I mention they're Chinese made. Then the negative comments start. <laughs> Taking out any political arguments, why the hate? Your thoughts? Thanks, guys. And that again from uh, Gregory Caesar. Yeah, Gregory, it, you know, interesting question. Obviously, I think this has uh, a lot of um, baggage potentially from just, uh, you know, other, perhaps other things that are made uh, in China. You know, we think about oh. uh, mass produced stuff. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not. Um, it's not necessarily a function of how good is the pipe actually. It's more uh, the connotations that go with, oh, well, are you buying American or are you buying uh, Chinese or uh, you know, it, what's the, the quality? Those pipes are like made in Italy. What what what? Or but but what's the what's the quality of something right. made in China versus the quality of something made, uh, you know, here in the United States or or in Europe? Um, and so I think uh, that there's a bleed over from that. Obviously, there are crummy pipes that are made in China, just like there are crummy pipes made in the United States and in Europe and everywhere else. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there are some incredible... <laughs> Go to any pipe show in America, you will see a vast array the spe- of... The spectrum. The spectrum. Yeah, it's just a spectrum. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, and... <laughs> some and, amazing work. No, uh, and amazing work and some... Uh, up and coming, let's some, say. Yeah, well, you're right. Future up and comers. Let's, yeah. let's call it not, not even up and comers, but future up and comers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's good. Let's go. And, and you know, obviously, that happens um, in, in all markets. Now, now, I will say, you know, one one thing. There was a few years ago, and I, I can't remember what. Uh, it may have been Briarworks. There was some manufacturer that came out with a bunch of cool shapes and designs, and uh, and there was some controversy because a a Chinese factory started uh, basically copying those designs uh, without permission. And so there was some kind of controversy within the pipe world. I cannot remember the manufacturer, but there we was a clarification. The, on that they were, they were making, they were making pipes. And then uh, this Chinese factory kind of uh, basically commandeered all these uh, designs and, uh, and started uh, faking them. And so there was this, uh, this kind of thing going on. Uh, you know, is that related to the pipes that you're smoking? Uh, you know, probably not. You know, it's it's one of those things. It just depends uh, completely on the artisan, on the quality of the briar, the quality of the uh, stem material, uh, the the you know time that went in, the craftsmanship that went into uh, producing all this. And um, man, I'd say if if your uh, you know Chinese pipe maker was uh, using all the top shelf stuff and uh, putting all the time into it, then obviously it's worth uh, worth every penny that uh, that you paid for. Were you familiar and, with and that brand so. that he mentioned? I, I'm actually not. Yeah, I should be uh, HS, HS Studio. Studio. Not 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 familiar to him to be quite honest. But um, I might have to do a, a but look there's into some that great at some there's some great uh, great Chinese uh, Chinese pipe makers. So 
That's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I find it ironic that on the, uh, on the oh, we're frustrated with the regulation, we also point out, if only there was more regulation on making sure that people didn't steal pipe design. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, great qu- pipe question, Gregory. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, please send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions! Ow! All right, man. Quick fire questions coming in. Brought to us by the Tent Society. Ow! More on them and kind of something special about to announce there. Yeah, I know. Uh, We're excited. Yeah. yeah it's talk, great. Talk about that in just a second. All right, man. This is the last batch from our good friend at Anonymous. Again, this is not the hacktivist group Anonymous. This is just someone who has clarified very specifically that they want to be called Anonymous. Ironically, in all caps, like the hacktivist group Anonymous, but we, <laughs> we're pretty sure the show hasn't been hacked. We're like 90% sure. 80-ish. Right. <laughs> Somewhere in there. All right, are you ready, man? Yep. All right, this continues the theme of adventure. Okay, yeah. Well, these have been fun. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. All right, so would you rather discover a new species or find a species thought to be extinct? Oh, ooh, definitely find a species thought to be extinct. Mm. I would, I like, imagine... I'm in Bellhaven neighborhood in Jackson. I'm out back <laughs> cutting my grass, and there's a dodo, or like, no, that's 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 your dog Penny, or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my neighbor, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, just something like that. Like, I mean, imagine the guy that like found what was that fish, the coelacanth, you know, that's been you know hiding in the in the oceans for you know literally millennia, and and he was just mm. thought extinct. You know, it's one of those things. Oh, I would love to be that guy. I'd, I'd love to be that guy. And Even, you know, because there's always new stuff to, you know, discover, right? There's always some like new some little amoeba, amoeba like yeah. you know, little widget thing with, oh, this one's got eight legs instead of five legs or whatever. <laughs> like, well, who cares about that? But, man, you found the thing that, like, everyone thought was gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I want that one. Yeah, that's good. I, 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 it's like finding, like... Um, and then you start a dodo park. Oh, a dodo park, a petting dodo zoo. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, 15 years later, you reboot it into Dodo World. Right. <laughs> And then you make what's probably going to be a lackluster sequel to that. All right, you were kind of going off the rails. But you're here, starring but, Chris Pratt, but with that, the dodos. You're right. No, that that that's it. What, People what, will pay what's... money to see Chris Pratt Pratt pet a dodo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, they would. They would pay good money for that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. You know, the thing is, here in Mississippi... He's uh, such an idiot. <laughs> Mayor Chris Pratt. Uh, but no, it, it, yes. definitely you. Right. Uh, so so uh, here in uh, Mississippi, of course, unfortunately, during the, uh, the, the the age of the dinosaurs, we were underwater. So every prehistoric like like animal that we could potentially Around here find, tends to be like a, a fish. Like yeah. giant whales with teeth. Yeah. I'm sure they have actual scientific names, but that's basically right. what they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so would you find yourself in that camp also? Uh, I kind of, yeah. Ish. I'd, I'd like a stegosaurus. Yeah. You couldn't write a stegosaurus, though. Maybe a triceratops. I'd, I'd like to be the guy, like, you know, 50 years from now, when everyone thinks that there is no Christmas cheer left in the world. I'd like to be the guy that opens a cabinet in some dusty cellar somewhere mm. and finds the unopened can of oh, Christmas cheer. That's, gonna, that's the guy I want to so be. So you want to be Russ Hicks. I want to I know where Russ Hicks's <laughs> basement is. <laughs> In 50 years. <laughs> Russ, no, Russ, no, that, tr- trust me, I, I, I'll, I'll look out for uh, for your the people that are going to inherit your uh, your cellar. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And if I look out for them, I'll steal everything from uh, them. I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> all right, ready? Uh, yep. Cash in on a wondrous discovery or donate, donate it to the appropriate institute. Depends on the discovery. Can you do both? Can you say, like, oh, I'm going to give the majority of this to... 
my favorite institute, but selfishly for for, for a small fee. Yeah, for for a small or, fee. Or a large you know? fee. Well, I mean, you know, you went you, you went to the thing for uh you know the trouble of finding that or yeah. whatever. Even if you just walked through your yard and stubbed your toe on some ancient relic, like you know, I mean, that was your toe that it got was, stubbed and you on know? your property. Yeah, it was on your property. So yeah, I mean, I think you ought to get something. For yeah, it. I mean, there's something to at that. least at least maintain like the you know the the book rights or something. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing. I feel like, and again, it really depends on what this is. Does that make me a bad person? Well, no, but see, here's the thing: you could you could send it to the institute and still cash in on the book rights and the speaking deals like yeah. you can still make money without having to make money you no, know what I mean like true. there's, there's yeah. ways there's ways there yeah I, you know if it's like the cure to cancer yeah let's 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 give that to the appropriate institute but if it's like you know um, the dodo the dodo <laughs> dude you gotta cash in on that dodo you're gonna get Chris Pratt to be in a movie you wanna come dodo. pet the dodo you and, and you wanna Chris come Pratt watch money. Chris Pratt pet the dodo like you gotta, gonna have to, you, gotta to, you gotta to pay up yeah, the, the, you, you, you gotta have to pay. The up. Chris Pratt Institute is not getting that dodo money. I'm getting that dodo <laughs> money and that Chris Pratt money. I want that dodo money. <laughs> finally, uh, and this is this is really what it's all about: adventuring pipe. Do you go bent or straight? I am a straight pipe smoker. If I'm walking, if I'm lunting, if I'm working in the yard, mm. I tend to prefer bent pipes. Now, I you know I say that with a little hesitation because I still have a lot of straight pipes in my work pipe rotation. Matter of fact, my favorite work pipe is a is a straight pipe. Uh, but on average, you know, if I'm out doing something, you know, it, that requires a lot of physical activity, trekking the woods or whatever, I, I would think, not, since I don't do that very often, but I would think I would probably prefer a bent pipe. Yeah. That's good. Yep. There is kind of something iconic about the bent pipe. You know, think the classic adventurer who's venturing forth into uh, the woods of the jungles, don't you know? And he's got his bent pipe that he has just packed down with fine tobacco. Of course, it's English. And this is the time, of course, where English tobacco didn't have any flavor whatsoever. That's perfectly fine. And he's so terribly sorry that he's even smoking. This is probably going in your face. Let me put it out there immediately. <laughs> I'm going to go with the bent pipe as well. Yeah, I think that's best. Yeah. <laughs> British listeners, please still listen to this show. Oh, that's good. I, I, I don't know. You've got Recently, you've gotten some props on your, uh, on, on your British accent. Hey, so I'll take it. That's good. I'll take yeah. it. I'm, I'm sure the fact that it was my birthday had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, great uh, quick fire questions again from Anonymous. And hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, actually, uh, uh, those of you who are members of the, uh, the, the, uh, the club, actually, in our group, we've got a nice channel to put it there. But we also love getting those in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com is the place to send those in. Now, of course, quick fire questions is brought to us by the good folks at the Tin Society. That's right. Now, this is exciting, man, because right here in my possession, which was recently in your position up until I just grabbed it, uh, is actually <laughs> a box, a monthly subscription box from the Tin Society. That's right. John David, what is the Tin Society? It's it's awesome. It's a great, incredible service that uh, basically delivers curated uh, pipe tobaccos to your door every month. And so uh, if there's all kinds of tobaccos that you'd like to try out there, but maybe uh, haven't had the courage to purchase that uh, $15, $20 tin of tobacco, uh, but have wanted to uh, wanted to sample things and just kind of see what's out there. Also, uh, you know, wanted the idea of maybe, uh, maybe finding some tobaccos that are outside of your wheelhouse. You know, how do you, uh, you know, find some tobaccos that are quality, well, highly recommended tobaccos, but you just want to try samples of. And uh, of course, the Tin Society is the is the group that you need to link up with. So it basically is bringing the modern uh, subscription service to the pipe tobacco world. And it's such an excellent idea. Oh, so uh, great samples inside each sample uh, of, of tobacco is, uh, you know, gives you the opportunity to smoke it a few times just to see, uh, you know, is this something that you're uh, interested in? Is it something that uh, expands your power? Uh, is it something that uh, you, even if it, even if it 
it's something that tells you, hey, I'm never going to smoke that again. It, it definitely is adding to uh, to your pipe wisdom. And so, uh, I mean, the folks at Tin Society do a great job of curating the service. You know, and I've mentioned it before, but their branding is amazing. Don't I, you love it? I'm, I'm really... Take, turn that up so people can, uh, yeah, yeah, can see that. Beautiful, beautiful packaging. And so here's, yeah. here's the deal, guys. Um, what the live channel is seeing right now is actually uh, what your monthly box looks like. However, what we're going to do is we're actually going to do an unboxing of this very box. So, so to find out what's in the box, you're going to have to uh, check out our YouTube channel and, uh, and, and, and check that out. You remember the, right. the what's in the box from, from uh, Saturday Night Live? You know, you know what I'm talking about? With Justin Timberlake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Justin Timberlake. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's yeah. not that. But this, this is going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be really good. So check it out. 10 is the place to go. Use the code SQUIRE for 20% off on your first month's service. Plus, get yourself a nice Missouri Meerschaum pipe along the way. Again, that is the code SQUIRE for 20% off on your first month's service. <laughs> we definitely know it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, anyway. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. Man, first listener feedback in is actually an iTunes review uh, from Pipe and Tamper. Uh, what, did, what did Pipe and Tamper have to say? Dude, I, I love this. Yeah, Pipe and Tamper, he says the gold standard. Country Squire Radio is hands down the gold standard for tobacco pipe podcasts. Uh, the hosts are honest, fun to listen to, and keep things real. As a podcaster myself, I really appreciate the high-quality production they release week after week. Thanks, guys. Uh, man, th- this is this is really kind. So Pipe and Tamper, uh, uh, he's got his own podcast. This guy, man, it's a, a newer podcast. He's done, uh, from what I've heard, just some awesome work, really yeah. uh, engaging very well researched and uh, man of course you know man congrats on your own podcast I hope hope that continues to do well we encourage our folks to to check out Pipe and Tamper on iTunes and uh, man bro, yeah brother thanks for the thanks for the really kind words yeah, that's, that's and, and really really kind props to you sir because uh, I've, I've given your show a, a listen a couple of a couple episodes and uh, man I, you you also make a, a very high quality, uh, quality yeah. show so uh, big big ups to you and thanks so much for the uh, the kind words again that's Pipe and Tamper that's his iTunes handle and I think also the, the name of the podcast as that's well right. So. that's right be sure to check that out. Yep. We also got uh, Heavy Wilderness writes in. What did Heavy Wilderness have to say? Uh, gotta say, I think you guys should revisit the rope slash twist. Uh, I find it to be comparable to charred steak and an excellent late night smoke Ooh. as the nicotine uh, gently lulls me to sleep every time. Uh, not for the faint of heart. Thanks, guys. Love the show. So uh, that's from Heavy Wilderness. Yeah. When was the uh, last time that we did a rope and twist it's show? Been, it's been a couple years, I think. We, you know, we've talked about... Uh, the twist tobaccos, and we could revisit them. No, I, that I might know. be that might be worth it. Let, I, let us know I'll what just, y'all think. I'll have to uh, I'll have to uh, do it on a on a full stomach. <laughs> <laughs> we also had Parson Rick right in. He said, uh, you know, we'd ask the question, what would your last smoke be? Yeah. Uh, he said, last smoke for aromatic would be Parsons blend. Yep. Uh, English would be Stokeby's proper English. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and then uh, finally, Doug Owen writes in. What did Doug have to say? Yeah, Doug. Of course, uh, another retailer we love. Uh, love Doug and a uh, good friend of the show. I bought the Milton Sherman book uh, at my local tobacconist in 1970, and from the moment I fell in love with the business, and within a couple of years, I had landed a position at the tinderbox and have loved every minute of pipe shop experience. Uh, you're right. In those days, such blends as Presbyterian mixture had little or no Latakia added. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is that those non-Latakia blends contained very well-aged Orientals and Virginias, that's true, which held their own well uh, without the help of heavy doses of Latakia. Another good example of that uh, non-Latakia English mixture is the early Dunhill version of Baby's Bottom, (laughs) which uh, 
was a very light Latakia mixture. It, as you know, was reintroduced a couple of years ago as BB. So the the BB blend that, that is now on the market. Eight? Um, no, it, it but it, it is it is BB. And uh, it's not the robot variety. Uh, but he says, uh, probably because the politically incorrect nature of the original name, Baby's Bottom. Uh, and he says, a good example, I think, of the oversensitivity of the PC crowd today. Keep puffing, Doug Owen. I don't know. I don't know that I want to smoke Baby's Bottom. I, you know, I don't know. I mean. You want to smoke Baby's Bottom? Say that. Say that on the, the mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that on audio. Right. <laughs> Well, you're not tonight, sir. I think that's marketing. But, just but to yeah, I mean, I think he's got a point. But at the same time, like, yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll just call it BB. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Doug, yeah, thanks for the the feedback, Doug. We always love hearing from you. If it was Mark BB, maybe that's BB8 and Mark VV. If they were to merge into one person that was also a tobacco, they'd be Mark BB. <laughs> that, that, that Man, stuff coming from uh, Twitter. We've got uh, from Russ. We mentioned uh, earlier in the show. Uh, just how would you look at Russ's uh, artwork? Uh, our friend, of course, yeah. Russ Hicks. Uh, he says his Instagram is R Hicks Art. That's R H I X A R T, all one word. Uh, and that's um, that's on Twitter and on uh, and on Instagram. Yep. Uh, also got uh, some stuff. Uh, our friend Eric uh, Ab Subtilis eighty seven. He says, "Have you tried the new Sutliff five fifteen? RC1 or 507S, uh, they're supposed to be replacements for 5100 and 5105. Have you? Uh, and I have not, actually. I, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a little skeptical, but I'd love to try them. Yeah, would, would love, love to try them. And then, uh, of course, a friend, Punk Rock Piper, a uh, good friend of the show, he says, now it's up to us to practice civil disobedience and ignore and refuse to follow FDA regulations. Appeal, sue again, sue the judge. If these laws pass, we need a leader to refuse to follow treasonous invasions. And, um, you know, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Well, good stuff, man. Uh, so look, we really appreciate all this feedback, but we especially enjoy getting those iTunes reviews in. So if you've never done it before, head over to iTunes and write us a review. Those four and five star reviews go a long way to help out the show without spending a dime. But if you don't mind spending a dime, head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio, where you too can join the country squire radio international pipe club. Or if you just want to help out the show, send a dollar every single episode. That's awesome as well. Yeah. We like that too. All the details available at patreon.com slash country squire radio and the links there can be found at country also you can keep up with us throughout the week you can follow me i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire of course the show's handle as well as at squire radio but all that information and more and all that information and more can be found at country squire radio dot com hey you did it man yeah yeah i'll tell you what else i did i i, I probably shouldn't have made that box reference probably not the way the twitter's blowing uh, probably not but now. i you know i'm thankful for it that that kind of stuff happens <laughs> occasionally and we're, we're, we're you know we're, we're glad to embrace it they did a follow-up on snl where um so like like the guest was taking questions from the audience right but then all the audience members were like characters that they had done from right. snl <laughs> and so it was uh, andy samberg reprising his role uh-huh. as whatever that character's name is uh-huh and uh he's like I, I got an idea. What if you did a sketch that was like a mystery? And he was like, uh, what would the mystery be? He's like, what's in the box? <laughs> and, uh, and the guy says, well, I, I think we all know what's in the box. He was like, yeah, but what if it's something different? It might be something different. Well, the guy says like, well, is it, is it something different? And Sandberg replies, 
No. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Yeah, but anyway, we do have an unboxing video that we're really excited to put out on our YouTube channel. Uh, From our friends at the Tin Society. Absolutely. You can also catch the show live at CountrySquireRadio.com every single Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 6.30 Pacific and 9.30 Eastern. Again, that's at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man. Dude, I had fun. Man, yeah. It's always always good hanging out. Good uh, Memorial Day weekend. Nice way to cap off the weekend with some good friends. And and uh, we're uh, we're thankful to be here. Yeah, man. As props always. to you too, because I mean, like the shop was closed, but you still opened it up, like powered up, powered up the old uh, uh, power converters or you know the things that make the lights go. I, I've had some scotch tonight, guys. The old supercharger. The supercharger. Right. Yeah, you know, got that going and right. everything else. And uh, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going to go into Taji Station to make sure they're all working right. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. <laughs> Let's go tonight. <laughs> Bye, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.